T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, right back at it on the fan inside the 7 o'clock hour, uh, KM to 9.50, something like that. Taking you to Brooklyn Nets Radio. Chris Carino and Tim Capstraw will have the call from Phoenix. And uh, the Nets got to get off the mat. The Nets have to find a way here to not lose another game and stop the narrative of it's deja vu. It's the same thing as when KD went out last year, blah, 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 blah. It sucks. I feel bad for my fellow Nets fans. It's like we can never have anything. Get a 12-game win streak, don't lose for a month, and then KD goes down. And it's like, oh, I've seen this episode before. The same thing happened last year around the same exact time. And the Nets were number two in the standings, and they're falling in the standings. And we did the same thing last year, and that's a big reason why Kevin Durant requested a trade. What do you have without me? What are you doing to build this roster and this team around me? If I go out again, what are we going to do? Lose 11 in a row? Well, if they lose uh, tonight, they're, they're, they're on their way to four out of a potential 11. I don't think it's going to be 11, but you know they got the, they got the Warriors coming up, Sixers coming up with Embiid and Harden, and yeah, uh, Philadelphia. And speaking of getting off the mat, the New York Giants got off the mat. And I made the mistake of lumping them together with the Jets. Because you know what? They did join the Jets in the last couple years of just being trash. They were both dumpster juice. When you looked at New Jersey football over there in East Rutherford, you're like, neither one of these franchises are worth anything right now. Coaching changes and just embarrassing media availabilities and uh, just stupid things like running Quarterback sneak, back-to-back plays inside your own five. And, yeah, here we are with a team that uh, found their identity. And they always had the identity, but, you know, sometimes it takes a while to know who you are. They knew they weren't the team from last year. Obviously, Joe Shane and Brian Dable come in. They changed the culture. Uh, First-round pick from last year, Kadarius Toney. You don't want to be here. We don't want you to be here either. Goodbye. We'll trade you somewhere and still make the playoffs, and still win without you. When one of our biggest needs is the wide receiver position, but we don't need you. We're doing things a certain way here. And uh, in December, when the Giants couldn't win a game, and they hadn't won a game in the division, I'm like, this team is a dead team walking. No, I was wrong. And a lot of people were wrong, because they got off the mat, and they got healthy, and they opened the offense up. And Daniel Jones was consistent. And he led the way. And it didn't matter if it was Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, whoever. 
He distributed the ball, and he carried them. He carried the ball with his legs. Vanilla Vic running it. Late in the season, Saquon Barkley was run down, right? The game plan was, okay, we're going to keep it conservative. We're not going to take too many chances. We're going to hand the ball to Saquon 25, 30 times and stay in these games close, eat the clock, and try and steal it late. We have Graham Gano, the New York field goal giants from last year, year before. Well, Graham Gano now is a plus, a bonus. Look for him to kick some long field goals down in Philadelphia. And, you know, as I watched this Giants team through the year, and we had Thursday Night Live, and we talked to different Giants players, and I really, like, looked at the team and researched them and followed the team, I saw them evolve. I saw them change. I saw them get guys back. And they had plenty reasons to fold. Xavier McKinney goes down with a broken hand. That's like... How do you lose on the bye week? You lose your safety. You lose a team captain, a top pick, one of the best athletes on your team. Like, this team's going nowhere. But you know what happened? The lights got bright, and they responded to pressure. When I'm looking at the Giants, they've already played a few elimination games. No, they weren't eliminated if they lost, but they were pressure-filled games. Go back to that Sunday night football game against the Commanders. I thought the Commanders would be in the Giants' position. Until Kayvon Thibodeau took over, and they did enough to steal that game on the road. Guess what happened to the commanders? And guess what happened to all of the pundits and people covering the NFL? They said, oh, the commanders are getting Chase Young back. The commanders are coming off a bye. Like, the Eagles are coming off a bye. And they expected them to be rested, refreshed, and ready to defend their home field. The Giants came in and wrecked that game. It wasn't a high-scoring game. But 20-12 to 12 gets it done with a defensive touchdown. Maybe the defense can score a touchdown on Saturday. Maybe the Giants can take the ball away from a Jalen Hurts and an Eagles offense that has been sitting on the couch, stagnant, that might not have their timing down, that might not have their rhythm down. They say it's a game of inches. That's it right there. Small margins where if you're late on that pass or you're late breaking on that route, the ball could go to the other team. That Commanders game was an elimination game. That Colts game at home. Can't lose to the Colts. Can't lose to Jeff Saturday. Show us something. They lost a close game the week before to the Vikings. They come back home. They smoked the Colts. They hadn't put up 30 points all year. They put up 38. Now they're, they're feeling themselves. Now they know they can do it. They know they can score. They know that they have the guys in the room to get it done. And then that Eagles game... Okay, we're going to rest our starters. And there was conversation about, no, they should play their guys, right? Revenge against the Eagles. Wait for it. Wait for the revenge. The Eagles had to play an elimination-style game, right? How did they play in that game? Not that well. That was the game for them to secure the number one seed in the NFC. That was a game that they absolutely couldn't lose. So Jalen Hurts had to come back and play. Couldn't chance it with Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew probably loses that game to Davis Webb. And yeah, Kenny Galladay is playing. And the Giants' backups are playing. And they wanted to kick back. They wanted to take their guys off the field and rest and put their feet up and make that a game that would be over in the first half. But it wasn't. Final score was 22-16. to Where were the juggernaut Eagles? Where was this team that was going to go undefeated with all of this talent? Where, where were those guys at the end of the season at the link with the Giants backups there? 
They could only put up 22 points. Okay, okay, I get it. It's week 18. They called the dogs off. All they had to do was win the game. But when we're talking about the Giants and playing elimination-style games, what was that first round in Minnesota? Win or go home? And very early, it didn't go their way. But they know who they are now. Their coaches have prepared them. They've gone through a whole season from August, September, October, November, December. It's now January. They're not the same team. If you build something and you start in August, it should not be the same thing when you get to January. You should have made some progress by now. Something should have changed. should fix something. And they did. They fixed a ton of things. And they go into Minnesota with the confidence that they can go toe-to-toe with them because they lost on a 61-yard field goal a couple weeks prior. They take that game from Minnesota. They shut down Justin Jefferson. Okay, TJ Hawkinson, if you can beat us, let's see it. But you're not because Daniel Jones is actually one of the better quarterbacks in this tournament. Daniel Jones has built up confidence. This is the best season he had. No, it wasn't 24 touchdowns. No, the stats weren't necessarily there. But the only stat that matters is wins and winning. And he quarterbacked them to the playoffs, and he got his first playoff win. This guy was running the ball Back-to-back plays, three plays in a row, no fear. He's taking the ball on fourth and one, third and one, quarterback sneak, getting folded up and just coming back and delivering the ball and making plays and being the same personality. Unflappable, I call this guy. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. And that's what you need in these situations. You can't have a quarterback that's going to, oh, Darius Slayton dropped the ball. I can't believe this. No. Next play. You can't have a quarterback this week that hears all the praise and hears his name go from Danny Dimes to Danny Dollars and that he's going to make $100 million and starts feeling himself. Why did Dayball not praise him in the media availability? Because you don't want your quarterback to start thinking, I've arrived. I've done it. Job's not finished. We had Julian Love on today with Tiki and Tierney, and he said, Kobe Bryant. What's Kobe Bryant's quote from the finals? Is the job done? Job's not finished. Philadelphia knows him, Lower Marion. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. Let's get back to the calls now. Mike is in Howe, New Jersey on the fan. Go for it, Mike. Hey, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Hanging out. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I just want to say, how is Danny Dimes going to do when he has pressure in his face, which he has not had the last several weeks? I don't think they're going to leave him out to dry. They're not going to let him be a sitting duck back there. He's not, he, you know, he's not going to just be sitting in the pocket. There's not going to be any uh, five-step drops. There's not going to be any plays, like long-developing plays. They don't even have the line or receivers to attempt that against his defense. Brian Dable well, and Mike Kafka are going to scheme. Of the, lack, the lack of Evan Neal against the Eagles' pass rush. That's yeah. one guy. That's one guy. And, yes, he's a rookie, and he has the lowest sure, win man. rate of any tackle. But, like, that's why you scheme and you plan and you prepare to not let them beat one guy and beat point. you. That's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, uh, I'm not saying I'm not biased. but Are you an Eagles uh, fan? That, that, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Are you an Eagles fan or Giants fan or neither? Uh, I'm from a split household. My dad works at the Meadowlands Racetrack. You know, uh, what, what, what are you? What team a, do you root for? As a, as, a, uh, as a teller for horses for 40 years, I am an Eagles fan. And I'm right. from a split household. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, on the Eagles side, they better come with it early. Like I said that in my open, right? We know that they have the better team. We know that they led the league in sacks. We know that they can get home. 
70 sacks. Yeah, in the regular season. Was the, was the next closest team. That, yeah, that and none of that matters anymore. It's one game. So, you know, those yes, uh, 70 sacks get erased. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, they, they do. They do. I I, I agree. Uh, I heard a Carl Banks comment uh, earlier this week that Evan Neal is the most important part of what may happen to the Giants offense. Yeah, he has to have the game of his life. He can't let them down. And he's been fine run blocking, but it's about pass pro. He's got to pass protect. And he can't get bullied. He can't get, get sunned. He can't get treated like a rookie. And I think he's he, going to be ready to go. Got, he, he's got to turn into Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas, too. Like, well, like it took Andrew up. Thomas some time to turn into Andrew Andrew Thomas. But you know what? There are no rookies anymore when you get to the playoffs. It's, it's week yes, 20, you know? So uh, I, I think there's a lot of focus on Evan Neal. But I think that the, the Giants offense, Mike Kafka, Brian Dable, they know that. They know what they have. They know what their offensive line is. They're now, not going to put him on the spot. Now, now, do you think that Kafka, you know, uh, has uh, a, a, like a relation between the two organizations? What does it matter? Do I think well, like, like I think he's got uh, relationships well, probably well, across well, the well, the well, league. Well, he he played. He was in Kansas City. Um, he's respected. Course, People are asking him to interview. What's the similarity with the offenses and the schemes? Say that again. What's familiarity with the schemes? Does Mike Kafka have familiarity with the schemes with what with, with what the the Eagles run? Yeah, but in relation to the Giants run. Yeah, I don't know, bro. You're losing me. You're not saying anything. I don't know what that means. He's an offensive coordinator. Only scheme he has to know is the offensive scheme that the Giants are about to run on Saturday. He doesn't need to know what uh, Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts got planned. He needs to put the Giants in the best position to move the ball and score points. The offense has evolved. They have opened it up. They have trusted Daniel Jones more. They take more chances down the field. They were not doing that in the beginning of the year. I said that they were conservative. Yeah, they were playing it safe until they could trust Daniel Jones to not turn over the ball, not fumble, not throw interceptions. We're late in the season now. They trust that guy. And if they don't trust Evan Neal, they're not going to be dropping back and, and expecting him to defend against, I don't know, Sweat or, or any of these guys. Reddit, like, it does, like They're not going to do that. That would be foolish. Roll the pocket. You saw them run a Statue of Liberty play last week. I'm sure they installed some plays this week. Or I'm sure they installed some plays last week that they didn't use. Or I would assume that they have a different game plan for the Eagles defense, which is not the Vikings defense. Hello, are you guys watching the NFL? You guys definitely play Madden and maybe play football in high school, college. It's week to week. You watch film, you prepare, you plan. And they know what they're going up against, more so than any of us that are going to talk on this radio. Myself, you calling up, none of us know. And that's why we're so pumped to watch the game. We can't wait to be surprised. I can't wait to see what type of formations the Giants are running, who they're putting in motion. Maybe they go into the bag of tricks. If there ever was a time, if you're facing elimination, go to the trick plays. Razzle-dazzle us. It's on the way. It's on the way. Tony is in Levittown next up on the fan. What's up, Tony? Thank you. Thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Go for it. 
Uh, so I'm a giant fan tapped in Eagles country, and I'm forced to listen to these uh, radio sports announcers in Philly. Now, they're beyond confident. They're borderline arrogant. They really, really believe that the Giants are just going to lay down for them. They're already talking about the next NFC Championship round. Yeah. They want more Cowboys or the 49ers. And I just don't see I just don't see that happening. This team is different from what they faced in week fourteen. We got a Dory back, we got McKinney, we got Leonard back on the line. I don't see how this is gonna end the same way. Yeah, this isn't the same team that they faced in week eighteen. This isn't the same team that they faced in uh week uh I don't even know what it was, fourteen or, or thirteen. There were guys missing from the New York Giants that are active and healthy now, and the Giants are coming off a win. The Eagles are coming off the couch. I tapped in and listened to WIP a little bit. You know, we're you know they're our sister station. We did a couple crossovers, had some people call in. I think we're going to do that tomorrow for Football Friday. And yeah, I heard. I, I I know what they're doing though, right? Like they're talking to their fan base, and there's so many things that point to this being a closer game than the spread will tell you, than the records would tell you. That they're trying to talk it up as if we got the Giants. The Giants that only won one game in the division? Daniel Jones? Ah, who's their receivers? But, like, low-key, they're shook because they know the pressure's on them. It's their game to lose. And I, I really feel like we have advantages against them, especially when it comes to coaching. I, I really think Dable, Dable is uh, better than Nick Sirianni. Potentially, yeah. And uh, I went back and I looked, and I've been I've been watching the Eagles. I'm a Cowboys fan, so that's another thing, right? A lot of them talking on the radio in Philadelphia are go Birds. They grew up Eagles fans. I didn't grow up a Giants yeah. fan, but I, I'm a football guy. I played football in college. I know what I'm looking at a little bit. So out of just like being objective and uh, looking at what's on paper, there's just so many little things that keep pointing to the Giants being able to hang with them. And if they hang with them for long enough and steal the game, that's not that's not what the Eagles want. The Eagles want this to be a, a 30 to 10 game, a uh, you know, 35-17 game. But they're the, the Giants are not gonna just lay down like that. It's not gonna happen. It's gonna be a good game. Now now do you think that, that arrogance is gonna spread all to the actual Eagles squad and, and they're gonna maybe take practice a little light? Make it take, maybe take us easy. I mean, practice then, is over now. Over I mean, I it's Friday tomorrow. They're not doing much tomorrow because the game is Saturday. And uh, at this point, it's just mano y mano, man versus man, one-on-one, win your battle on the field, and uh, we'll see who the, who the top dogs are. Yes, on paper, they have way more talent than the Giants, but the best team doesn't always win. The team on paper doesn't always win. We've seen Philly fall flat on their faces before. The only time they actually won a Super Bowl was when they were the underdogs. Thanks for the call, Tony. We got to break it down again. 877-337-6666. KM till 950-ish on the fan. I'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, walking your trap, take over your trap. Walking your trap, take over your trap. Keep McPherson on the fan. Giants fans know this song. This song is blowing up because of them. Isaiah Hodgins went viral, and uh, I was watching them dance to this in practice today, and I'm not a Giants fan, but, like, how can you not look at this team right now and see that they've got it? There is a buzz around them. I saw Pat McAfee post them. They're in practice indoors today because it rained up here. They're blasting music. They're loose. They're having a good time. They've got nothing to lose, and they've been in this situation as an organization before. They can't wait to step on the field and see if the Eagles are really like that. Walk in your trap, take over your trap. They plan on walking into Lincoln Financial Field in front of all these drunk Philly fans and taking that game and shutting them up. And I have a drop on this station where I say it's always wild, it's always crazy, it's always unpredictable. I can't expect the playoffs to keep going chalk. There has to be an upset. There has to be another upset. Um, There has to be a top team to be knocked off. And now you've got the one seed Eagles, the one seed Chiefs. The Chiefs are familiar with this. The Chiefs are familiar. Pat Pat Mahomes doesn't even play. He he never has played a road playoff game. They're chilling. Andy Reid did this with the Eagles. They're good. He knows how to have his team ready. In Arrowhead, they're going to be good to go. I'm not even worried about that. Trevor Lawrence will lose his first game on a Saturday. You can book that. They, they can't play around like they did with the Chargers, with the Chiefs. The Chiefs will roll them. And the Chiefs don't need Miko Harmon. They need Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes will throw the ball to anybody. And he won't just throw it. He'll underhand it. He'll sidearm it. He'll pitch it. Whatever. These Eagles fans grind my gears, bro. I'm a Cowboys fan. And just anytime I run into someone with that stupid bird on their head or a jersey, they have this, like, arrogance, right? And growing up, I remember I used to roast Eagle fans because they had no rings. I said, you're never going to get a ring. You'll never win a Super Bowl. you got zero rings. That one ring that they got off Nick Foles, that one ring Philly Philly got with Doug Peterson and then drove him out of town, that put a battery in their back that they're looking at this team like they're next to go do it. All right, well, let's see it then. you got to go prove it then. I was talking about, you know, the um, the game where the, the Giants had confidence that they could beat the Vikings from Christmas Eve that we all watched. I think it was the first game of the day. And I remember watching that game, and I'm like, hold on, these Giants are different. They're not the same Giants early in the, the year with the vanilla offense. They got vanilla Vic going, and uh, they've got weapons that people aren't necessarily familiar with because they're lower-round picks, right? And just because they're not household names— don't, doesn't mean that they can't play. Just because they're not uh, names like A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith Heisman Trophy winner doesn't mean that they can't play. Isaiah Hodgins was a six-round pick. 
He's still a man. He's still a pro ball player with a chip on his shoulder. Darius Slayton was a fifth-round pick. He's been in the league a little while. He knows what to do, and I bet you he bounces back after dropping that pass last week. Brian Dable told him, we're going to need you. Well, here it is, Darius. Richie James, a seventh-round pick, a small guy that nobody really was checking for. But these guys are getting it done, playing with a chip on their shoulders. They want to go be David and knock off Goliath. And these Eagles fans have this weird confidence. Your head coach has not won anything. Your quarterback has not won anything. You were one and done last year. I can't wait to see this guy that lives in my building that saw me on Christmas Eve and laughed. (laughs) You're a Cowboys fan? I said, yeah, unfortunately, man, give me a break. They're all right, but I've had more heartache. I've had more pain. I've had more suffering over the last 26 years since the last Super Bowl. Regular season wins, not good enough. One and done is what they usually do. We'll see what happens this year. And this dude laughed at me. And then later on that night, the Cowboys smacked Gardner Minshew. And Dak Prescott went something like 24 for 24 against zone defense. So run that same zone against Daniel Jones, who knows what he's looking at and knows where to go with the ball. Go look up Dan Orlovsky's stuff. Dan Orlovsky is starting to put respect on Daniel Jones' name. Daniel Jones is a way better quarterback than Dan Orlovsky ever was. And he's starting to now apologize. I'm sorry, Daniel Jones. I wasn't familiar with your game. You've evolved some under Kafka and Dable. Humble pie. I think it's needed down in Philly. Put some humble pie in that cheese state. The Giants are going to get on the bus. It's the battle in North Jersey and South Jersey because North Jersey's all Giants fans. South Jersey is all Eagles fans that wish they lived in Pennsylvania for some odd reason. It's on, and I can't wait to see it. Keep McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. I hope Bankroll Fresh owns his masters. I Googled it, and I couldn't really find the answer to that. But RIP Bankroll, he died in 2016, and now everybody is streaming his song, Walk in Your Trap, with 2 chains. And I hope that money's going to his family. I hope that he, uh, he has that all squared away. Now let's get back to the phones. Let's talk to you guys. Let's go to Dick's Hills and talk to Rick. What's up, Rick? You're on the fan. Hey, how's it going tonight? Great. Having a good time. I'm in here watching Michigan and Maryland basketball. I got to change the channel, find something better than that. I got to give a quick shout out. I'm in the car with my, my two kids, Alex, who's 16, and uh, Evan, who's 13. So they're in listening to the call. Um, shout out to them. What's up, guys? So, so earlier, I was I called you, I guess it was back in September, and we chatted a little bit about Jets, where they stood, Giants where they stood, how you thought they were going to do for the season. And I guess, you know, I kind of, being the Giants fan, season ticket holder that I am, you know, I was gung-ho on the Giants, and, you know, you were feeling, I think, a little bit more the Jets, but we look back, and it never unfolds exactly the way that we think it's going to unfold. Right. I mean, the Jets, they bottomed out, and you know what it was? It was the year of the non-quarterback. Zach Wilson wasn't good enough. They couldn't stick with him, and... They, you know, did the Mike White hype thing again, and what a mess. But they had the talent where they should they should have been in the AFC playoffs too. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you look at it, Brady was the sixth-round pick too. So, you know, you never know where the talent's going to come. I think the biggest thing for the Giants, if you really go back to the beginning of the season, is, you know, what the Giant ownership did. They, they, they had made a lot of moves over the last few years, and when things weren't going right, they didn't sit around. They definitely, uh, the Tishes and the Maras, they went in, they changed the coaching staff, 
they changed the GM, and they got lucky. I mean, Joe Shane and Brian Dabo, uh, you know, are really an amazing one-two punch. And I think the other thing you got to attribute the Giants' success to is the rise of Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's been bad-mouthing Daniel Jones for whatever amount of years. This is his fourth year. He needed he needed all the things that came with the new regime, uh, the new coaches, and and for him to be able to really shine and grow as a quarterback. Without these guys, it never would have happened. But he is a very very big important part of the rise of the Giants. He's the leader. He's the constant. He's the guy. And you know he went through so much. In his first four years, I heard them talking the other day about um, how he, you know, was at Yankee Stadium with his girl when he first came here, and they put him on the big screen, and the fans booed him. And I'm like, I kind of remember that. I don't know if I was in the stadium for that, but like, I wouldn't have booed him. But imagine that. Like, they always bring the Giants through, Saquon, KT. Like, that's what they do. And they booed this man, and videos went viral of Giants fans' reactions to drafting him six overall. He fought through all of that. And he's had tunnel vision on getting better, focusing on his craft. And I think finally they've paired him up with the right coordinator and head coach. And uh, it's only the beginning. Wait till they actually get him some weapons. Thanks for the call, Rick. I also want to speak to the Giants fans. And I've been saying this all season because the first show that I ever did, the first full show I did at WFAN was November 23rd, 2021. And that was the same day that the Giants fired Jason Garrett. And I remember saying, that's not enough. You got to fire Joe Judge. And they wanted to keep Joe Judge. But fans called the fan and they said, nah, get him out of here. No way. This guy's running quarterback sneaks. He's talking tough in the media. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not matching up. It's not working out. He's not the guy. We got to go another direction. I don't care if we fire Pat Shermer, Ben McAdoo. He shouldn't get a third year. And the Giants wanted to stay the course. They didn't want to have to go to work and have to search and interview and find the next guy. They knew they were going to get the next GM because Gettleman was retiring or stepping out or whatever. But they went and got football guys, and that's what the fans demanded. I'll never forget that video going viral of that fan yelling to the Maras and said, hey, we need football guys, not family, right? We need football guys, not the guys that you're comfortable with, not the guys that you want to have coffee and play golf with. Go get us football guys that can draft, and that can find talent, and then get the most out of that talent. The fans demanded that, and look at the return the next year. I remember Sean Morash, after they stole that first game from the Titans, he said, yes, we have a season. Giants fans didn't have a season after September, October, October the last couple years. But after you stole that first game, you knew they're playing to win, and they've got a different mentality. And they just went and beat the number one seed from the AFC the year before. The Titans were the number one seed in the AFC. You know, Burrow and them knocked them out. Joe Shiesty knocked them out after Tannehill threw those three interceptions or whatever. But that first game of the year, you knew this was different. You knew that your coach was a guy, a dog. After that win, he's in the locker room like play juicy. It was all a dream. And look at how far the dream has gone for the New York Giants and their fan base. They're about to play in Philly right down the road in the divisional round in a game that they're not favored to win. They're not supposed to win. Most people are laughing, thinking they can't win. But it's football. It's mano y mano. 
Nothing matters besides getting on that field and beating the guy in front of you and executing and making plays and taking the game. And I think it's closer than people really want to say it is because they want to go back to the regular season. They want to look at the Giants when they stumbled, not realizing that the Giants got healthy, and then they went and got guys off of practice squads like Isaiah Hodgins. They went and got a guy like Landon Collins who was familiar with them, had been a captain with them. He comes back into the fold. He brings a different kind of energy. They get healthy with Aziz Ojolari, Leonard Williams, Xavier McKinney. And they have young guys that are doing what they got to do for them. So I'm looking at this matchup like, yeah, it's David versus Goliath, but it is closer than we think. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll be on all next week. And if the Giants somehow lay down and get rolled over and Philly beats them 40-10, to 10, I will be shocked. I will be shocked. But I, I bet the Giants last week against the Vikings and I cashed. I'm going to bet them again. I hate the Eagles. I can't stand the Eagles. I can't stand their fan base, the way their fans act when you come to their home arena. They're obnoxious. We've seen things like, you know, in, in the Sixers uh, versus Wizards game with Russell Westbrook coming off the floor. Someone dumped popcorn on him. Uh, we heard back, you know, in the 80s or maybe even the 90s fans throwing batteries uh, at the Philly. Like, please. They lost the World Series. I can't wait to see them lose. If it doesn't happen this week, hopefully it happens the week after, or maybe in the Super Bowl. I cannot live through another Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl and their fans burning their city down and acting like they're the kings of the universe. Keith McPherson on the fan. We're going to take another break here, but call me up. We got to get to these calls faster. I only got like two hours left. 877-337. A six, a six, and two more sixes. You're listening to The Fan in New York. Wow, 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 wow. All right, Pete Mac Miller. Uh, shout out to anybody out there that knew this beat coming in. Um, Malcolm James McCormick was born on January 19th. And I got to meet Mac Miller when I worked at MTV. And, and he's like the only person that I regret not asking to take a selfie or a picture with. You know how like you meet somebody famous and... The autograph is not a thing anymore. You don't need an autograph. But you want a picture with the person. And most celebrities and people take pictures. I've, I've met a ton of athletes, entertainers, rappers, whatever, uh, influencers. And people are usually, you know, kind enough to take the pic. But I was working at MTV doing social media. So I was trying to be professional, right? I didn't want to break that, like, professional wall. But um, I was working on the social media team. And he was super cool. I went into the green room and, you know, he did a, back then we, we we weren't even on TikTok or any of that. We were on Vine. He did a quick Vine for us. And um, I was a fan of his. He performed at the Stone Pony in Asbury Park where I lived down the street like 10 minutes from. He performed, I think, in the summer of 2013. And I got to meet him in 2015. And, you know, they always say, like, give people their flowers so that they can smell them while they can smell them. I told him, I'm like, bro, you had a top three hip-hop album this year. Watching movies with the sound off, like, I'm like, this album doesn't get talked about enough. They had, like, J. Cole's Born Sinner, uh, Kanye West, I think Wale dropped that year. And Kanye West's album, Yeezus, was not, I mean, even if you go back and listen to it now, it was not one of the top albums of the year. And I told Mac Miller that, and he genuinely was, like, happy and, like, dapped me up and appreciated it. And after I said that, he was like, yeah, whatever you need, whatever content you need. Like, he was just super cool. And, um, you know, I worked at MTV, too, and he had Mac Miller and the most dope family the year before I got there. So it was just cool to see 
uh, somebody that you admire in real life and uh, listen to their music and you watch their story, watch this come up. I watched him perform at the Stone Pony in Asbury Park in 2013, and he also came to my college and performed um, at our you know athletic performance center in 2011. So getting to meet him professionally in 2015 was great for me. And then he passed, um, unfortunately, too soon in 2018. And, yeah, today is his birthday. I played some Mac Miller today, and I wanted to make sure that uh, I shouted him out on the radio and we came in with one of his beats. I think we'll cue up another one before the show is over. And speaking of the show being over, we've got another two hours of myself on the air before we go to the Brooklyn Nets, who will uh, – be on the court against the Suns with Philadelphia's favorite son, Ben Simmons. You know they love Ben Simmons down there in Philadelphia. Like, talk about obnoxious fans. Like, how much did they drag the Ben Simmons thing? They still are. Like, they're obsessed with Ben Simmons. It's been going on for three years. It's super corny. But that's what Philadelphia sports fans do. That's what, like, they go out of their way to be obnoxious. They go out of their way to troll. They go out of their way to, um, you know, just uh, do the most, I guess. And I guess, and I would love to see the Giants go knock them off and humble them. And I hope that they are feeling themselves a little bit. I hope they're looking around their locker room at all the talent they have, and you know the corners they have, and uh, you know the defense they have, and the wide receivers they have. Uh, skinny Batman, swole Batman, fast Batman, and the Giants got to turn into Arkham Asylum and release all the villains. Kayvon Thibodeau. And Sexy Dexy and Leo Williams and all those guys. Saquon Barkley, be the Joker. Go down there and run the ball and take that game from them. That's the only way. The Giants aren't going to blow them out. But I don't think the Giants are going to get blown out. I think it's going to be a close game, a dramatic game that the Giants literally will have to steal. It might be a Graham Gano field goal late. It might be a big run that Saquon breaks or a catch that one of the receivers makes. We don't know yet, and that's why we watch. But something I said this week was that the Giants have to tackle, and they can't make mistakes. They can't jump for interceptions and give up touchdowns. They can't have a slant route where they can make the tackle for seven yards on A.J. Brown, but instead he takes it to the house for 70. Can't have it. Bring your arms, and they're going to be hitting. And if you love football like I love football, it's smash-mouth football coming up. It's the NFC East rivalry. It's the Eagles. It's the Giants. What more can you ask for? Let's go back to the phones. Leslie is in North Halden on the fan. Hello, Leslie. Hey, Keith. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. I just want to let you know, I believe I talked to you the first week that you started. It might have been the first day. Um, it was like your sister called, yeah. I believe, at like back in November. Um, and I just want to say, I was like, wow, this kid sounds pretty cool. But then you said that you were a Dallas fan. And I was like, how womp, is womp, this ever, right? <laughs> how is this ever going to work <laughs> on New York radio? And I have to say, and I honestly mean this, this is not like blowing smoke up your butt. You are the most genuine, most unbiased person on WFAN. Hands down. Well, thank like, you. It's amazing because it's like I get it. I'm a diehard Giant fan. You're a diehard Dallas fan. And I feel like you just take it all with a grain of salt and you're doing a freaking amazing job. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just being transparent. I'm being myself. This is honestly how I feel. And I don't feel like my Cowboys fandom has anything to do with 
this matchup. I'm looking at it as a football guy, played quarterback in college. Like, I love the game, and exactly. I, I can be objective about it. You know, and I know that, you know, there's Mets fans that listen to me uh, talk about the Yankees, and I kind of give it to the Mets fans, but that's part of the rivalry. Like, that is what you're supposed to do. Uh, the Cowboys... Giants rivalry, like that doesn't that doesn't have anything to do with this. And I picked the Cowboys before I physically knew where the city of Dallas was. No, so. I know how Thank you said you. it. It was like your grandmother or whatever got you into it when you were younger. And I totally get it. <laughs> I wish my it. grandma was into it. No, I picked on my own. And that's one thing I will say. Maybe if my dad or my mom or you know, even my brother, my brother was a Giants fan. Maybe if someone really pushed me to be a fan of a certain team, I would have been a local fan. But the TV got me. And when I was a kid, you were just watching it on TV or something. Yeah, yeah, just watching games. And they were always on commercials and they were winning Super Bowls when I was a little kid. So, yeah, definitely coolest Dallas fan ever. And I can't like I was like, how in the world is this guy going to be able to do this? And amazing. Most unbiased. (laughs) Hands down. I figured it out. I'm still figuring it out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you're doing good. And I'm just, I feel the same way also about the Giants game. I feel like, honestly, it's, I feel like the, the motto to me is hard work beats talent. And, I mean, we didn't go out and get any wide receiver. We haven't changed a thing. It's the hard work. It's the heart. It's the camaraderie that's on the sidelines. I really feel like we've got a chance. And i got to tell you, with Philly, I always have that nervous feeling. And this time I really don't. I feel like we really we have a chance. I'm so excited. Yeah, keep the faith and believe. When I was on last Friday, I said, don't get cold feet now. Don't get scared now. If you believe that the Giants can beat the Vikings, keep believing. Thanks for the call, Leslie. i got to go to break. Sorry to cut you off. Um, But the last thing I'll say about that before we hit the commercials and stuff is that the regular season does not matter. This is the playoffs. It's a new season. If the Eagles dominated the Giants for the last 10 years in the regular season, so what? It's about one matchup, one night, and we're pretty close to that one night. It's going to be a good time. Call me up, 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan. Back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.